Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of the Finger Guns Podcast. How are you doing? My name is Roscoe. I do hope you're well. I am joined by the one, the only, Miles Thompson. Hello again, sir. Hello there. How are you, mate? Very good, thank you. Plodding along once again. Indeed. How has your week been? Uh, it's been all right, thanks. It's not been too bad a Monday. F- finished Kenobi, but we'll get to that. It was uh, Well, not finished yet. I've watched the third episode today. Um, and we'll get to that, I'm sure. And uh, yeah, otherwise been pretty productive and just work, really. What about you? Um, yeah, I mean, I've had a nice weekend away. Um, I've, got a, I've got a week off. Oh, I'm so jelly. So um, I'm uh, just uh, doing very little. <laughs> um, I've caught up with uh, Kenobi, caught up with the boys, which I'll talk about later. And yeah, things are things are good. I'm excited to start Stranger Things, which I'm going to do tonight after the pod editing. Um, I have a weird habit of watching Stranger Things at night and then just powering through until the morning. Uh, <laughs> so I'm very excited to do that tonight. I'm planning it for a couple of days. A couple of snacks, a couple of drinks, house. all as well. All as well. Everything's coming up Millhouse for you. It really is. It really is. Can't complain. Can't complain. And of course, how could we do this without Cat? Hi. Ah. Hi. I just noticed I did that in a real Flash Queen kind of way. Oh, you did? Yeah. Of the universe. Yeah. <laughs> Down How's it going, pal? Yeah, it's going good, thanks. It's going good. Yeah. Uh, yeah not much to report, bud. Not much to report. It's glad to be back. Getting oh, into the very- flow. It's very, it's very good to have you here. Oh, thank you so much. Isn't it crap? Well, probably not for you, but isn't it crap that today was not a bank holiday? Um, no, I suppose, yeah, but it made no difference to me, really. Yeah, I was going to say you've had today off, off, but like, yeah. I definitely wished that today was a bank holiday. Was, the four, <laughs> was like the three-day weekend not long enough? I had two weddings in, in three days. Oh, yeah, you did. Didn't yeah. You? So one of them was bridesmaid for the other one, me and Miles were just guests. And like, they were both really, really fun. But when you look at it from a couple of months ago, we really thought, oh my God, we can go away then. That'd be really nice. Like, go over mm. the weekend. That's a solid amount of time off. No, no, it's not. Mm. So, yeah. So it's been tiring, but it's been good. And it was good to see everybody. And, you know, it's always nice to celebrate someone getting married. Absolutely. Did you consider taking the week off when you're back after America? Or um, the following week off? Um, I should have really. I feel like I just just take every week off. I? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, would, that is also an option. That would do it. Um, but yeah, so if I'd have taken the week off after America, I would have had to cut my Christmas short. This mm. is a tricky thing. Um, yeah, so, and I have a feeling that, like, I think Christmas is a bit of a bone of contention in, in the place that I work anyway, because that always has to be somebody of each role available each day. So I, like, and because this year is my first year being qualified, I might have, like, a bit of a bitty Christmas anyway, but it just means that I would have less, like, more bitty Christmas. And I thought to myself, I'll suck it up for Christmas, because I only hate myself for Christmas, you know? Sure. When I can see everybody else is off, I'll be like, Damn! Mm, yeah, I don't get Christmas off either. Yeah, that's care for you though, isn't it? Oh. Yeah. 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 Like, and if you got any holiday booked, I was like, uh, well, yeah, I, I normally go to Spain for Christmas to visit my sister. A wonderful time. And they go, oh, we'll need you at Christmas. Like, oh. <laughs> oh, okay. I oh, okay. will. <laughs> oh, fuck myself then. Because <laughs> I won't see my family that I don't see all year at Christmas then this year. Uh, so there we are. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh good well, times. good times though. That's no, ages away. We got plenty of time. Yeah. Loads of time till Christmas, so it'll be fine. All uh, right then. 
let's get into our games of the week. Oh, uh, this is going to be fun. Miles, what is your game of the week? Uh, the only new one I've actually played is Samurai Riot. And oh, it's, yeah. it's okay. It's not a... It's not terrible. It's not great either. It's kind of a complete middle of the road. It was quite difficult to write about. Uh, it's a 2D Streets of Rage-esque kind of beat-em-up game, um, but set in like a Japanese samurai setting. Uh, you can pick one of two characters. Uh, one's like a blade-wielding master ninja, and the other one is like a, a fist-fighting whirlwind of like combos and punches, um, and has a fox called Azu, who flies into enemies and kind of blows them up somehow. It's really cool. Um, the setting and the animation style is really cool. So it's like a, an upgraded version. I think it came out in 2017 originally. Um, it's just like a proper upgraded version with like 60 FPS, new animations, new graphics and stuff. And it looks really, really lovely. It just gets a bit boring. So like it's got eight endings. So like at certain points of like, say the first level, there's a choice at the end of it. You pick one of two and then whichever path you go down, there's like two or three more choices down that path. Um, so by the end, you can get up to eight different endings. Um, the story does change, but not very much. You'll still come across the same people, fight the same bosses, fight the same enemies, and in the same locations, just slightly remixed as to where you go and when you fight people. Um, but it's all right. It's fine. You know, for a couple of runs, a typical, I think my first run took me an hour and five minutes, and my second run took me just under that. Um, and then my third run glitched on me three times, so I gave up on that one. Um, it's decent, you know, if you like old Streets of Rage stuff, which obviously I've only played a very bare minimum amount of, it's not as good as those, but it's serviceable, um, especially if you have a switch and you're looking to kill a couple of hours. Um, it's certainly better than Robo Wars was, so my bar was pretty low going into it. But it's okay, it's fine, it's got a nice style to it, it's got an okay ish story. Um, and if you like beat-em-ups, then you'll probably find it a bit more entertaining than I did. But yeah, just be aware it does get a bit boring and you probably won't want to see it all the way out to all eight endings. And also you earn score, but you don't really do a lot with it. You can unlock like boons or different um, different clans, they're called, uh, which give you like a different bonus for each run. But they're not that important. So yeah, it's fine. It's just not as replayable as it looks like it should be, if that kind of makes sense. Nice, nice. I like the sound of this fox. Fox sounds really cool. The fox is awesome. Probably the best part of the game, to be fair. He is Sounds the bestest great. fox. And I'm pretty sure he can talk at one point. He starts talking and stuff. What? Uh, so that's pretty cool. That is sick. That is yeah, sick. We, we like the fox. He's a good egg. What else you been playing, Miles? What else you been playing? Uh, Elden Ring. What else you been playing, Miles? Um, what else you been playing? Uh, what else have I played? Um, uh, I can't even say Dead by Daylight because I haven't. Um, um, that game. Yep, that one. You know the one. That one. Miles has been playing Fortnite all week long. Too much of it, I'll add as well. It's it's completely <laughs> replaced Dead by Daylight, which I never thought would happen. Yeah, we have kicked you off Dead by Daylight. This is pretty shocking. I mean, I'm quite pleased because although I've had some range at uh, rage, rage at Fortnite, I've not had near as much as I do at Dead by Daylight. So it's actually been quite nice to not want to blow my own head off, you know, every day. Mm-hmm. It's a nice change of pace. I kind of forgot what it was like to not hate yourself from playing a video game. See, Fortnite, Fortnite just brings joy. And the new season is called Vibing, and that's what you should be doing, man. Just relax, kick back, have a good time. And Darth Vader's in it. He is, eventually. Eventually. <laughs> eventually. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Cad, <laughs> yeah. um, your game of the week. My game of the week is a game called Super Perils of Baking. Now, from the title, you're probably thinking, oh, cool, a cake baking simulator. 
fuck no. I had nearly destroyed my PlayStation controller over this. And Mars can attest to this because I actually had to go and calm down. <laughs> so can confirm there was some yeah, serious rage. There was some serious rage. So Superpowers of Baking is the remake of the 2018 platformer Perils of Baking. And essentially it's a story about two brothers who um, are both from a baking family. They're both very talented. And then one of the brothers gets cursed by a baking hat. And you're probably thinking, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and it's essentially like the OG Super Marios with cookies instead of coins and just a really intense difficulty mode. Like just it's but it's really fun. Like I couldn't stop playing it despite the fact that it was like my own personal Elden Ring. Like I was fuming at some point. It's like there were times where I'd be like, I fucking hate this game. I hate this fucking game. And then I would finish the level and it must be the same feeling that you feel when people win in Vegas after like losing like a hundred dollars and then you finally win 30 you're like ah! you know I've lost like 50 times and my hand hurts and I'm sweating but I've won and so it's a platformer where all of like the baked goods are like your enemies and they'll all different do different things and um you have to collect like the letters bake during the level it's very similar to I guess like just the standard classic retro platformers just you know the same kind of nuance that, that grapple dog tried to repeat it's 16-bit it's proper sega like you would look at it and think this must be a sega game or this must have been a sega game and it really isn't i think it just takes a lot of inspiration from like that sega genesis era um and which is really cool it's it's really pleasant to experience that all over again it's not pleasant to experience the amount of death that you actually go through in the in the game but it has that really cool like really kind of like synthy music it has the pixel art you know it has a very like kind of level by level structure you know the game is kind to you in some circumstances because you do have like unlimited amount of lives and and things like that so it's like infuriating but I couldn't stop playing it and and I'm I'm down to review it. I'm writing it at the moment. It will be up this week. I just wanted to finish it. Like I I was like, oh, I'm gonna get this game. And then Miles was like, no, you've seen enough. You could probably review it. And I was like, no, I'm gonna fucking finish it. And probably only really for my own pride, <laughs> as well as the, you know, for the purpose of the review, 60%. Really for my own pride, I wanted to finish it. It was like a pride thing in the end, because I was like, you will not defeat me. And I finished it. Um, some of the trophies are like you know, because um, they've got, of course, they've got all the classic elements like time trials and collectibles and bonus levels. And oh, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to try and do the time. Oh, the flawless runs. So there'll be like levels where you can't get hit by anything like Crash Bandicoot has, where you think there's no fucking way I can get every single fucking box in this level and not die. And that's essentially superpowers of baking. It's, it's a 2D side scrolling 16 bit platformer which super fun, super infuriating, but just releases the right amount of dopamine. And I'm absolutely certain that it makes a super hard level for you and then gives you like free easy ones to make you feel like you actually like forgive the game. Um, Cause that's the kind of like theme I fell into is like, I would be stuck on this level for like, and it tells you how quickly you need to finish the level. And most of them are like a minute long. When I tell you that two levels took me at least two and a half hours, 
let me fucking tell you. Um, but yeah, that's my game of the week. Uh, my review will hopefully be up in the next couple of days. Uh, so you get to read a little bit more about it there. Um, I think it's actually relatively cheap on the PlayStation Store, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I think it is worth a pickup. If you, I, I definitely would recommend it. Um, I've really struggled with my game of the week versus my recommendation, and I've decided to make this my game of the week because I've put a lot of time into it, and uh, it's for honor and pride, really, that I've finished that game. So, <laughs> well, well done on your quest. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> well done for coming out victorious on the other side. Thank you. I'm a true baker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Super Pearls of Baking is a tenner on PSN. So, yes, um, and I actually would say that's well worth it. Um, yeah. There's so there's 50 levels, and actually there's a new game plus as well. So the levels Ooh. will be the same as the 2018 one, but they've made 10 new levels and they've got some bonus levels and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, super cool, super worth a pickup if you like the kind of classic hard platformers. Um, yeah, what's your <laughs> game of the week? Well, I've been playing Cap. Um. I've been playing Ravenous Devils. Well, you've been playing Cat. Uh, I played a little bit of. Watched a bit of Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> played my PlayStation on my Netflix app. <laughs> yeah, I've been playing the new season of Fortnite. Yeah, I've already bought the flipping pass. Yeah, I've, I'm yeah, already yeah, like yeah. level yeah. five. Yeah, I'm, I've, I've already done it. What do we, What do you make of the uh, the new map? Oh, it's beautiful and colourful and very fluorescent and mm. it's a vibe. It's a vibe. vibe. Yeah. Um, yeah, I fucking hate how much I love this game. Like, all I want to do is finish this goddamn review and go and play Fortnite. And I've been staring at this review for hours. And then I got distracted by Obi-Wan Kenobi, even though I didn't even want to watch it. And then I couldn't stop putting my eyes off the TV. Um, and all I can think about is Fortnite. Wow. I actually... You are deep. I am deep. I weighed up. Could I play an episode of Fortnite if I didn't make my lunch? <laughs> and then I thought to myself, well, what if I'm like like in the top 10 and it's just about to, you know, my patient's just about to arrive and I couldn't do it to myself. But mm. I did think about it and that's important. So, yes, I've played Fortnite for the second week running. Yeah. Yes, we had a great time last night. Yes, we'll probably have a, a great time tonight. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. What's the game of the week, Ross? Is it Fortnite? <laughs> It's not Fortnite. I mean, it is the one that I've put the most time into this week. Obviously, a brand new, brand new season. You got to jump in and see see what it's all about. Um, you get a whole load of challenges and quests to do, so they take up a bit of time. Um, but yeah, I'm really enjoying the new map. I love the roller coaster. I love I love the positivity of it. The last few have all been about war and you know taking on the IO and bringing them down and taking it down slow, and it's all been a bit dramatic. So now this feels like a victory season, and it's um, it's quite nice. It's quite nice. Which uh, which makes me happy because they don't often celebrate things in Fortnite. It's really it's normally quite drab. So um, yeah, having a a good time with a new thing. But what I have been playing, I've been out of the house, so I've been playing Apple Arcade stuff, and I've been playing a racer called Warped Cart Racers, which is basically um, a Family Guy cart racing. Uh, so it's Family Guy, uh, King of the Hill, American Dad. Um, they're all got together, and this is just a big old kart racer uh, featuring all of these characters, and all the maps are based on Quahog and locations from American Dad and King of the Hill, etc., etc., etc. And it's 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 perfectly serviceable as a kart racer. Um, it's not going to bother Mario Kart anytime soon, but it's uh, it's a good time, and it's currently free on Apple Arcade if you are subscribed. So yeah, that's pretty much been my game of the week because I've been kind of out of the house and 
actually doing things, which has been quite scary. When I'm not doing that, I'm playing freaking Fortnite. God, I need I need a game. I really do need a new game to play. Um, I shall scour days of play sale and see if I can find something. But yeah, warped cart races basically is my life right now. Um, away from away from life, um, away from actual life, and so I'm having a good time with it. And as I say that, the one, the only Toby Anderson has arrived. Dun 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 dun. dun. Just before the quiz, that's perfect timing, Tobes. I like that. Where is he at? He's incoming. He's, He's connecting incoming. to the Toby. Incoming. He's incoming. Toby. Hello, 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 hello. Hello, 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 hello. How are you, sir? I'm all right. Thank you very much. I yeah. Uh, I liked Cat's little joke a minute uh, that I saw on the Slack. A wild Toby will appear. Fantastic. <laughs> It was. Uh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's a that's a classic video game joke. Very good, love it. Um, but yes, a wild Toby has appeared. Have you got your pokeballs ready? Um, throw it at you or near you. I don't know what Pokemon is. I don't know. I just thought it sounded a bit dodge. <laughs> okay, I like it. I like it. Um, my my pokeballs are safely tucked away. For yeah, the, good. Um, that, that's where they should be. Really, Toby, <laughs> you've been here two minutes and there's already innuendos flying around. <laughs> that's it. Uh, so very where, quickly, where were you guys at? We are we are literally um, ending game of the week, but very quickly in thirty seconds. What's your game of the week? Uh, my game of the week is Death Stranding. Oh, oh, got a lot more stayed in thirty seconds, but I'll give it a go. You like um, it? It's excessively Kojima all over it, <laughs> like he splurged yep. all over the whole thing. Yep. Oh my god! Um, it's so like you're watching four films. Oh, it's yeah, it's like you're watching a film every time you stop, um, and then you watch like 20 minutes minimum every time. But that's not the worst thing. It, it, it's all the, it's all the menus. It's all the like managing your loadouts and menus and this, that, and the other. It's like Peace Walker. If you remember Peace Walker on the PSP, it reminds me of that. <laughs> I've I've got to the point where I'm doing the auto thing, but I quite like managing it a little bit. I'm not saying it's necessarily all bad, but it's so Kojima. That's the trouble. Um, and then yeah, just everything went completely supernatural, crazy within a few minutes. There's babies in in tanks. There's people snapping in and out of reality, and it's just mental. Norman Reedus and his funky fetus. Yeah, Reedus and his funky fetus. Yes, <laughs> I'm very. I find that little baby very triggering. I don't know if anyone else, that, you know, aware of Death Stranding in that in that regard. But the the little baby in in the in the pod is called BB or Lou, depending on where you're at in the story. But it's not a spoiler or anything. Um, he's just because I've just had a you know a very recent child who's similar sort of you know does little expressions and is and it's like it's like um. It's like taking your own small child on an adventure. And whenever <laughs> whenever the little baby gets in trouble or gets upset, I'm just like, oh dear, <laughs> I can't go oh no. with this. <laughs> it's like it's Elliot every time. Um, oh. and, and when the story goes into bad things about the babies, I'm just like, no, don't you dare the babies. <laughs> anyway, oh. it's fun. I think I'm about halfway through. Cool. I'm going to be excited to talk to you about the ending. Um, yeah. Not that I know what the ending is, but um, I... Very, I yeah. I hear it. Uh, well, Greg was dancing about the ending, wasn't he? On the other, on the pod he recently, was. he was. It is a game I started on when, when they did the game trial for Death Stranding a little while back. Mm. Um, I yeah. jumped on it then, and I had a good time. I didn't not enjoy it at all. Um, thankfully, it's going to be part of um, the new PS Plus tiers, so I might. Everyone can jump on in like yeah. a month's time. Yeah, it's yeah. worth getting to the ending. It's it's a lot, and some not all of it makes total sense, but it's it's good. I think it ties in pretty well. So pretty as well. It's very, it very, pretty. very pretty. Yeah, so I, pretty. I'm definitely enjoying it. 
Well, you have come just in time, Toby. Oh, God, I didn't mean that to come out that way. <laughs> but you, you, you have arrived, Toby, just in time for the quiz. Yay. Let's do this. Yay! <laughs> um, so, welcome back to Cat's Chaotic Quiz, Toby. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't have missed it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, if you are listening for the first time and you do not know what the fuck we're talking about, we're going to do a quiz. The quiz <laughs> is a fastest finger first. Um, I'm assuming Toby's going to squawk. But everybody has a buzzer. Squawk! <laughs> Everyone has a buzzer. I'm going to answer. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to answer the question. I'm going to ask the question. That would be really helpful if you could. Really if you really could just do it just before yeah. the answer. Yeah, yeah that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to ask a question. Fastest finger first gets to uh, give it a go. If they get it wrong, they get frozen out. And then it gives the opportunity for the others to answer it. I might give a hint. I might not. It really just depends how I feel and if I like you enough. Then the- Whoa. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um yeah, and, and that's it. There's 10 questions and uh there's no tiebreaker. So I think there's luckily I think there's enough of you to not make it a tiebreaker, hopefully. Uh because a tiebreaker will just be a fun fact about me. No, I'm kidding. Um <laughs> 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 but uh, that's, that's but, yeah. not biased at all. <laughs> at least nobody here has got an advantage in that particular area. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, so yeah, are you ready, Ross? Oh, I'm so ready. So ready. Are you ready, Miles? Yeah. Are you ready, Toby? Yeet. 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 Okay. So, you just gonna yeet the quiz? Yeah. Yeet. <laughs> so Ross, my lovely, what is your buzzer? Okay, we're going classic. classic. We're going classic. 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 Okay, Wells? Fine. Okay. And Toby? <laughs> <laughs> I love the squawk. It reminds me of my Pika Pika when Sean uh, used to do I could do Pikachu instead. Pika, 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 Pika. Yeah, yeah. Well, whatever. I mean, I'll, I'll hope to see, see a little bit. If it's squawk. really high-pitched and it's like an animal from a video game, you know what it is. You know who it is, rather. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, so question one. Uh, what game gives you the character name Douchebag from the start? I feel like that was Miles, but it was so quiet. It was oh, quiet. sorry. Yeah, it was me. Um, yeah. South Park, The Stick of Truth. Well done. Yes. Nice, nice one. Makes a lot of Yeah. And apparently you get an achievement if you say yes. And if you say no, um, he, gives it, he, t- he calls you anyway. So, uh, yeah, regardless yeah. of if you say no, they're just like, cool, you're still called douchebag. <laughs> but if you say yes, you get a, you get a trophy. Yes. Uh, question two. Uh, Nintendo began as a company that initially sold... Uh, uh, Amy! <laughs> Playing cards. Yeah! I feel like me and you had no opportunity there, so yeah, <laughs> we had no, no chance. <laughs> well, so, I think I found out the other day that the Sega was... Was it Pachinko Machines that they yeah. started with? Yep, yep. Yeah, oh. I was just ready for it to be Sega, but no. Oh well. <laughs> you find them in the town in Shenmue, don't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's how I know what a patinko machine is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, question three. What is the strongest block in Minecraft? Um, Toby? Big, big block. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, so I'm actually someone's going to get this. Um, no, unfortunately, big, big block is not the, the answer. Miles. Same. Diamond. No. Uh, uh, Amy. Ross. Steel man. (laughs) (laughs) 
blockity, uh, blocky uh, McBlock face. I actually love McBlock it when we don't know the answers. And you're just trying, guys. Okay. Unfortunately not. So it's called Bedrock or Adminium. Cool. Of course Very it cool. is. Yeah. Probably should play Minecraft to know that, to be honest. Adminium, yeah. that sounds like... Uh, Mar, you, you do in an office, you're like a, the kind of rock you'd find in an office. Mar, <laughs> if you start playing Minecraft, you'll have 600 hours in it and you hate yourself. No, that's definitely not happening. I can't play like Minecraft and shit at them. Don't start, Miles. You say that. Don't start you what that. you can't finish. <laughs> oh. uh, question four. Which video game franchise has over $1 billion in lawsuits? Uh, uh, Amy. Ross? I mean, it's got to be Grand Theft Auto. Oh, you're totally right. Yeah. That would be my assumption too, to be fair. Well, you weren't fast enough, so nope. something made that out of you. Okay, question uh, five. Who is the first character you play in in Injustice 2? Ooh. Uh, uh, Amy. Miles. Batman. It is Batman. Nice. Damn. Nice. Um, okay, question six. Bias. <laughs> <He's not biased. laughs> all, I think we all buzzed at the same time. You did. Of course, you all of course it went to Miles. Um, I didn't hear yours, to be fair, Toby. I think sometimes the mic mutes other people out. Yeah, it does. Um, For sure. Question six. Still biased. Oh, I would have got it wrong anyway, so I'm not I'm not really all that bothered. Ross, <laughs> <laughs> babe, you're tying. <laughs> uh, question I'd six. be winning if there wasn't bias. Question yeah. six. No, you got sorry <laughs> last week. Fuck off. Uh. <laughs> Uh, question six. Uh, what is the first level in GoldenEye 007 called? Uh, uh, what? What? Damn. <laughs> what damn? What do you mean, what damn? It's called damn. No, there's something before the word damn. The? Oh, yeah. No. A? <laughs> James's? Toby. I was going to go for facility. <laughs> uh, that's, that's the second level. Yeah, there is a level called Facility. I know. Yeah. Facility is it's my level. favorite multiplayer level. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, it's fucking damn. I saw it on the achievements this week. Do. Yeah. Well, what do you reckon's before damn then? Miles, um, do you want to have a go? Holy. <laughs> holy damn. Who's Who's my, my answer was damn as well, so I don't know what goes before it. That's called by Lomoye Dam. It's a location. Wow, that's a deep wow. job. Yeah. Sorry, man. It's not the right. It's not right. I'm going to get it. Is over right. It. It is it's right. It's not right. You get half a spiritual point for a, for a saying damn. <laughs> damn. Uh... All right. Too much hesitation. <laughs> no, you don't. Um. Anyway. <laughs> I appreciate you really thought about that, though. <laughs> I did. A lot of um... I think she communed with the spirit realm to over that. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Question seven. In Metal Gear Solid, what oh, is Otacon's real name? Uh, uh, Amy. Ross. S- S- Sonic. Oh, you were going to say Steve. <laughs> oh, I love that. Steve. I had to try. Fine. Miles. Hal Emmerich. It no. is. I'm going to give you that just no, because... Hal Emmerich is the scientist. Yeah. No, you're thinking of Huey. No, I'm not. Is it not? How dare you question Toby Anderson? Oh. I'm having right. real trouble remembering Ocelot's name, but it's not. <laughs> no, not, not Ocelot. <laughs> it was Otacon. It was yeah, Otacon. Otacon, oh, not Ocelot. Oh, shit me. I thought you said Ocelot at the beginning. <laughs> no, no, no. Otacon. In that case, I'll give you Hal Emmerich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Thank you, Toby. Thank you. Right. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, eight, in Ocarina of Time, where is the Master Sword kept? Uh, uh, Amy. Ross. 
in Hyrule Castle. What's that? What's the castle called? It's called Hyrule Castle. Bark, bark, bark. Toby. Ganondorf's <laughs> Hyrule Castle place. No, it's not Ganondorf's Hyrule Castle place. <laughs> No, um, or whatever that other one was, but Jingo Dingo Dam Castle. <laughs> no. What's it? What is it called if it's the Hyrule Castle? Um, it's it's called the Temple of Time. Right, you didn't even let that. Oh, it's not the right place. Right. <laughs> it's not the same place. No, it is. No, it is. It is. It is. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ross. I'm sorry, Miles. I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you buzz it and well you're gonna get that you're gonna say no, yes now i wasn't you? i was gonna say zelda's hyrule castle <laughs> <laughs> no i'm not gonna be that pernickety <laughs> like i gave you i didn't give you dr hal emmerich <laughs> um, his name not his title oh, I'm so God. Sorry. no yeah you're right it is you're right i am right i read the quiz um <laughs> uh, question nine um what is the profession of alan wake Oh, yeah, oh, what, 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 what? Amy. No, I was first. You oh. went O first before I pressed the buzzer. I mean, I had Toby first. But... I went, oh, 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 oh. I, uh, yeah, I'm so sorry, Ross. I that's not a buzzer. That's that's going O. <laughs> no, that, I said oh, sorry. to be fair. Just, I, I just o. want to be very strict about this. That's not the buzzer. That's you going O. Oh. The went, buzzer whack, whack, is whack, whack, whack. In fairness, I said O. Oh. Yeah, Toby Miles said O, oh, and then I heard Toby. Ross, babe, you've been the crowning champion all year. It's okay. Um, this would be matter. my only point still, if I get I'm it right. Still playing, I'm still the only one playing by the rules, apparently. <laughs> Toby, would you like to go first? Uh, he is an author. Um, yes, I'll take I'll take author or writer. Yeah, yeah, author. yeah, yeah. He's got books. He's an author. And question ten: What are the names of the bobbleheads in Resi Evil Seven? Oh. And if you need the actual what the title hmm. is, it's Biohazard. That's really upsetting. Uh, uh, Amy. Ross. Sean and Christina. (laughs) (laughs) Our beloved friends. No. (laughs) Mary, Kate and Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) No. Anton Deck. (laughs) Yeah, no. Oh, I've seen Resident Evil fans everywhere. I was like, I'm going to put a Resident Evil question. I only played seven once. Oh, okay. Well, they're called Mr. Everywhere. Oh, yeah, vaguely makes vaguely rings a bell, but never would have got it. Yeah, I didn't bother collecting them. So, Miles, well done, mate. You won. Oh, what? Ross comes in second. So, Miles, you got three. Roscoe, I love you, got two. And then Toby got one. Yay. 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 Well done, guys. guys. I feel the tension from Ross. Ross, I'm so sorry. We've lost our host. No, it's this fine. Is your fault. <laughs> fine. Congratulations, Miles. Thank you. Thank you. You win again. I actually didn't. You won it last week, remember? I did. And you I won it, you won it on myself. Sonic. So I feel like this is redemption on my part. Last week's, yeah, last week's final question was. I was glorious. fucked on that one. I was completely and utterly <laughs> goosed out my ass on that one. <laughs> and it's very hilarious because I have a very soft, um, plushy Sonic head. To just going give me the answer. <laughs> <laughs> that that too. That too. Um, rather, thank you, cat. No worries. Not at all controversial. Once again. All right, then let's get into the news. And of course, the big news this week was, of course, the 
Sony State of Play. We've done a big old podcast about it already. You can go and check out Toby and myself discussing it in the big old State of Play reaction special, which is the podcast below this one. But I did want to get the thoughts of Miles and Kat, see if anything jumped out from the show that they are particularly interested in. And just, uh, yeah, just give some overall thoughts about what's to come and what should have been there, etc., etc. So, Mr. Miles Thompson, what from the State of Play has got you all excited? Well, first off, I listened to your pod, your reaction pod, and it was very good. I uh, got a very good sense of what was going on from it. So it was nice when I watched it. I was like, ah, now it all makes sense. Um, (laughs) Resident Evil 4, can't fucking wait. Really kind of psyched for that one. Um, I don't know why, but the remakes, like, ecosystem at the moment is looking very good. We've got Dead Space coming too, and I'm super excited. Um, So Resident Evil 4, Final Fantasy 16, I actually agree with Toby. The trailer didn't actually tell us much more about Final Fantasy than we already know, but I did like the little look of the combat system we got very briefly. Uh, The Dead Space survival horror type game, I can't remember what it's called, but it's basically Dead Space, just not Dead Space. The Callisto Protocol. That one looks fucking sick, and I can't wait to play that. Um, yes, thank you for that, Toby. You might be reminding me of that all year. Um, it's not the best title, is it? Actually, no, it's not, especially for like a survival horror. You need something that's like you know, Dead Space is okay. Well, I get what that game's about straight away just from the name of it. But what was it called? Callisto, the Callisto Protocol. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like a really old, like 60s spy novel. It's not the right title for a horror movie or a horror game. Yeah, they need to rename it. It's like when they give it like a placeholder name and then forget to change it. Like, I feel like that's what's happened here. I mean, like Triangle Strategy. (laughs) that's <laughs> a great name <laughs> it's the worst one <laughs> anyway sorry uh no don't worry it's all good uh yeah the vr stuff looked interesting um i'm intrigued to see if it actually looks as good as it looked in the trailers in real life when we get our hands on it properly because i feel like it probably won't look that good um but i'm intrigued to see it i'm not as bothered about vr2 just yet but the horizon game did look pretty cool and so did the um the walking dead one i know you guys weren't as keen on that one but i was quite intrigued by that one i thought it looked good uh i'm trying to think if there's anything else stray i'll leave straight to cat because it's it's her jam um but i will say i'm coming a bit more around to it having seen a bit more of the gameplay i think it's a bit more promising than i initially thought it was um yeah i think on the whole there's that weird one that i saw that i knew would be your jam toby it was the um was it ever ever nights ever something that one eternites yeah that one eternites that's it the combat system looks all right, but uh, yeah, I'm not sure if I'll be jumping into it, but it looked, I saw it and I was like, that is the most Toby game I've ever seen in my life. So uh, yeah, I'll be leaving that one to you. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah nice. I thought it was a pretty good showing overall. What was interesting about that Resi 4 trailer was that I've been watching some other reactions and everyone goes, was this The Last of Us? Yeah. The Last of Us, the Last of Us it was a total ploy. I'm almost certain of it. Yeah. They dropped that at a start with like that Last of Us guitar in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got and, the style to it. Mm, I noticed I as well, I don't know if um, if you guys have played much of the original Resi 4, but like it seems a bit more like dulled in terms of its colour palette. Like I felt like Resi 4, it wasn't the most like creative or colourful game anyway. But I feel like watching the trailer, I was like, it's very much the same colour scheme consistently in everything that we saw. And I was like, it kind of meshes together a bit. Um, but I don't know if that's just like from the trailer or not or not. My memory of Resi 4's colour palette was that it was very brown. It is. It was very brown, but I felt like this one was just really dark and really brown. <laughs> that mm. was it. Um, I, f- I remember the other one is really, really brown as well. Like when you go out into the lake and you just like, I can't even see the fish half the time because it's <laughs> yeah. just the same brown as the lake. And yeah, and your boat. The monster's grey. 
Yeah, and then yeah. you get into the castle and it's mostly greys as well. Yeah, yeah it's like blue for sure. and grey. Yeah. That's it. The only things yeah. that really were colourful were the the like the robes that all of the cultists wear, all the priests. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's not going to have the same palette as, like, say, Resi 3, is it? Because Resi 3 is very neon, isn't it? Mm. Very neon soaked in, like, the city. The city, like, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're, you're in uh, woodlands and villages and shit. It's not the same as uh, Raccoon City. But uh, yeah, yeah, it might it might have a little... It's not out to March, so I guess it's going to have a bit of a spit and polish before then as well. Yeah, maybe. I thought it was just like... I was just watching the train, and I was like, damn, this is, like, one colour scheme and that's it. And I remember playing Resi 4, and I was like, I swear I had more colour than this. But, yeah, maybe it's just from the trailer. Yeah, perhaps. Um, what about Street Fighter 6? Is that uh, that get you going? Uh, I'm Mortal Kombat, like I'm Mortal Kombat and Injustice. <laughs> I'm a Mortal Kombat guy myself, yeah. Thank you very much. I played a lot of Injustice 2 and I play a lot of Mortal Kombat. I like Netherrealm's style of uh, fighting games. Uh, Street Fighter, yeah. I've just never quite got into, and I feel like the skill ceiling on that game is insane. And I'm not willing to put myself through the pain of experiencing that because I'm too competitive at fighting games to do that. Um, <laughs> but it looks right. cool, so if you're into Street Fighter, great time. But um, yeah, I thought it was a cool, a really good showing on the whole, and it gave us a lot of good stuff and a little couple of smaller titles as well. So it was a nice mix. Um, and yeah, I think I agree with you guys. It's one of the better showings we've had for a little while. For sure, yeah. It's much better than the last day of play and the one before oh that. Yeah. And the one before <laughs> that. Uh, so yeah, yeah, good show. Well done, Sony. Um, Cap, what did you take from this uh, this year or this month's data play? You were right in both circumstances this month and this year's. Yes, indeed. Um, <laughs> um, so, kind of quickly going for it, don't care for Resi before. And it's not because I don't care, it's more like I'll pee my pants. So, that's not for me. Uh, um, Street Fighter, I mean, no, not a fan. Even though I don't have a VR, Horizon Call of the Mountain looks sick. Like, the fact that, like, but they do look a bit weird in terms of scale. But I guess, like, because I saw that clip where it's like that that tall neck foot comes next to you, and then I'm like, "Oh, you're like proper tiny compared to that." Um, yeah. And I know the tall necks are huge, but she's normally not that tiny, is she? Surely. Anywho, my um, takeaway from that was that I think you were sitting in a boat. It's true. So I think if you're sat down, then that obviously that yeah, that's makes true. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. And Aloy is a giant woman. That's true. <laughs> yeah obviously <laughs> um but yeah I've I've not got VR so like even though it looks sick and I you know I I think you yeah, made a good point on last week's pod that it would be really sick if that came with VR2 that would probably be a game changer for a lot of people yeah. but like Toby was saying you know it's a piece of hardware and it's got to be worth you know the amount of games that are on it and that kind of I guess falls for the PS5 as well um that can be played on it, and I guess if you're just getting VR two, just to have the hardware, like great. But you know, what could you play on it? If if that makes sense. But um, but Horizon is certainly sick if it comes with it, or even if it, if it's quite a quite a nice price, is quite a good treat to have the hardware for. Um, Walking Dead looks cool. I've always thought that looks really cool. Um, I love anything Walking Dead in terms of games. They've done really really well in the games. Um. I did really obviously I'm gonna to get to stray in a minute. I really like that Tunic's coming on PlayStation. I eyed that up when it was first shown at the showcase. Was it last year? It was shown at the showcase last year for Xbox. Yeah. Um and I was like, oh my god, it's a cute little fox. I remember us saying it's a Toby game. because uh, obviously it's an animal. <laughs> After the whole bio bio mutant laugh. <laughs> it was like, I'm done. I feel like I've been stereotyped. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> typecast. Yeah, yeah. You're a bit typecast. Only because I came into finger guns when you were just surrounded by forest animal games, you know. And everyone thought I was a furry, basically, at that time. <laughs> I don't think anyone thought that. I just want to confirm no, no one that, said that. Um, I just want to confirm that everyone thought that Toby was a furry. I just want to confirm uh, that. And um, we're I covered still, too many still, furry things in, in, in quick sure. succession. <laughs> no one is that excited for buying music. <laughs> Oh, it could have been so good. Oh, it me. could have been very good. My friends just downloaded it and they said that like it very is much like a, a mind-numbing tick box game to just like work through it. It's nothing special, yeah. which is Bad sad. Times. Uh but yeah, Tunic looks cool. Um and I like so after the podcast, I obviously checked out that kind of game that was similar to Lake. You know we love a lake-like game, me and Ross. And we love a lake-like. Yeah, we love a lake-like game. And it does. It looks so similar to Lake. Um, I worry that I hope that it's not like it looks really cool. I think that having photos, would that just be a bit boring? I don't know. I'm worried for that because, you know, every game has photo mode. So <laughs> I don't know. Um, and But it looks really cool. And it looks very like it almost looks like a very life is strange light it's like very like coming of age like blah 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 you might find some cool things along the way it might be very heartwarming and you know I love a small game like that so that looked cute and then of course the cat game the fucking cat game it was awesome uh the gameplay looks sick I was worried that like for some reason the gameplay would look like it drastically changed and it would look like a completely different game and I'd be like I don't want that game no more and it doesn't it's just more of the same cat loving stuff you know being all stealthy you know kind of walking around sewers walking around cities walking through shop markets like it just looks sick like, and the fact that it's, I'm going to say in air quotes, technically free is such a game. I remember like hearing about this when we were kind of coming back and listening to the pod, because of course we'd had the wedding, State of Play was during the wedding and then we were driving back and I was like, oh, let's listen to the pod on the way back. And when you kind of announced that this is coming like free for anybody who upgrades the, the PS Plus, I was like, that is a game changing move from PlayStation, because if they continue to make that like almost they integrate it into their you know releases or their newer releases that's like I guess like game pass-esque isn't it if they're gonna start doing that like that's very game passy of like you will get this game for free if you are already subscribed to this and it's a smart move um because sometimes it might you know because you can always desubscribe about other plays just like you can with game pass i guess but uh yeah smart moves there from sony um i'm so excited for, for stray like the fact that it's free doesn't put me off at all i'm just glad more people get to play the cat game um yeah i'm psyched i hope it's i hope that it's good i hope that that isn't a like tell of them thinking they can't get money for the game because people are too overexcited for it I know that can happen sometimes when you release a bit of the game and everyone's really hyped for it and they're like oh this is not the game that we think they think it is and so they put it out for free um I hope it is kind of like the hype of like you know um a different game being day one like plague tale being day one on game pass i hope it's yeah. you know we know that's going to be a good game we know it's going to deliver because the first plague tale is incredible um so i hope it's that kind of hype i hope it's really worth like 
the the money for its buck kind of thing like the hype train but i'm driving the train i'm i'm here for it can't wait for the cat game can't believe it's coming around so soon that was yeah that's really sick i played the other stuff like no man's sky i don't play it but cool for them like marvel spider-man like cool but like played it and just waiting for the second one now you know yeah but cool that Marvel morales is coming to pc that people get to experience that um uh yeah that was that was my kind of overall thoughts nice there you go so yeah stray july 19th we're so close now so close so close and it's just gonna use to download it on your ps5 and just play it (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh, what a life! We, me and Toby were saying that was that was announced at the PS5 reveal event. You know, it's been a it's been a long time coming, Stray. So I think it's the only thing from there that isn't yet released. I'm gonna go and like go on a limb and say that I could be wrong, but I don't know. Can't think of another one. Perhaps I can't think of a major one anyway. No, from there that hasn't yet been released. Uh, so yeah, we shall see what happens. Apart from Little Dove Inside, what the fuck is that? Oh, <laughs> Little Dove Inside, yes. Little Dove Inside was, I think that was at the PS5 showcase. I think. I might uh, be wrong. Possibly for Spoken as well when it was um, Project something. Yeah. Athia, Project Athia. Athia yeah. yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, okay. So yeah, there were a couple from that event. Have yeah, they just cancelled it? Like, Can they just tell us? Like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Little Dove Inside? No, it's not cancelled. I don't think. It got in trouble, didn't it? We were talking about this before. It got in trouble for yeah. sort of racist depictions in characters. Oh, good oh. Yeah, they said the facial... <laughs> Hopefully they've just changed it. Yeah, the, they said on. the facial characterization was, was a bit stereotypical and a bit racist. Yeah. So mm. they said that they would change the design and come back to us. But yeah, um, I would, you know, you'd hope that didn't take a whole flipping year, but apparently it does. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I to say? Because I'm not a game creator. So, yeah, there's some games I'm just thinking now. It's like it takes like two years, Cap. So, yeah, yeah there's some like, yeah, it. someone being like, what a fucking bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> no idea. <laughs> well, anyway, would you like some good news, Cat? Damn right, I would. How about Toys for Bob working on a new Crash Bandicoot? Sick. Sick, back where they belong, sort of. Let's see what <laughs> happens. Uh, this is Jordan Miller over at VGC. Toys for Bob could be working on a new Crash Bandicoot game that has been suggested. Speaking on the Windows Central Xbox Chatterley's podcast, Windows Central journalist Jez Corden implied that he has knowledge of a new Crash title in development at a studio behind Crash 4. It's about time as well as the remake trilogy. When another guest on the podcast, Randall Thor, predicted that Toys for Bob could be working on a new Crash title that could possibly be shown at the upcoming Xbox and Bethesda showcase, Corden asked sarcastically, where did you get that info round before saying later, I wasn't supposed to leak that, but I was clearly inferring that it could be true. Now, today, which is Monday the 6th of June, there was talk that it might be a multiplayer brawler. Um, it might be um, something called Wampa League. Um, it could be a multiplayer fighting game based in the Crash Bandicoot universe. It could be Crash 5. No one really knows for sure right now, but there are some rumors floating around. There's only one person to start with this particular story. Kat, how are we feeling about this? We're feeling excited, although for anyone who is a big Crash fan, Wumpa League has been rumored for many, many years. And people think that they can see Easter eggs in Crash 4 about Wumpa League. There have been like tidbits everywhere about Wumpa League. Who knows if this is Wumpa League? Um, I think 
the fans will be extremely happy toys for bob are leading it um mm. do we need an another brawler after the multiverse and after nickelodeon i don't know if we do don't know if people i didn't need those up. ones yeah that's the thing it's a <laughs> tricky situation now because if they release it within say the next year or so they've just had two big games and then it's like you know battle of the brawlers and who's who's really playing all of them but then i could eat my own hat and think it's the shit but apparently yeah, it's supposed to be a four-player co-op like like multiplayer brawler type-esque scenario um mm. And interestingly, Spyro was trending on Twitter early this morning and I had a look because I wondered if it was uh, about Toys for Bob. And it actually was. It was related to all of the articles like from BGC that have been um, kind of like tweet quoted. And people are kind of a bit upset that Toys for Bob are not necessarily because the thing is if you if you know anything about crash fans although crash is very objectively bigger than spyro a lot of people and a lot of players of crash and a lot of players of spyro will kind of see them as like a brother and sisterhood of like where crash comes spyro will come you know there's cameos of crash sorry there's cameos of spyro in crash 4 they're very much like just brother and sister of kind of that little platforming gaming era um although not released by the same companies that they, they somehow have kind of come together as like twin soul sisters and um i was looking and nearly every single article i saw was tweet quoting the vgc article and kind of also saying like we love that crash is still making an appearance but where's spyro and that was really interesting to me because Crash has been, you know, we had Crash 4 and people were psyched for it. Then Toys for Bob obviously had all those redundancies and they were put on COD. And then there was um, there was all that controversy around the fact that, um, not controversy, but like, I guess, there was that information that was leaked about Activision's budget and how they'd said they were going to start, you know, keep, they were going to keep continuing their, um, or Blizzard's budget, um, you know, previous kind of titles and people were like oh what's going on there you know what's what's you know is it cod is it spyro is it you know what's going on there and also like the copyright for spyro and the ips for spyro that have been released and unrelated um and kind of not even uh because obviously in copyright law you have to uh, announce what you're using it for eventually and they've been able to ask for enough extensions to be able to not release that information so i think i think people are really happy about crash i i'm really happy about crash I do think that, and also weirdly, if you see a timeline, it kind of does go crash, spiral, crash, spiral, crash, spiral, which I think is the reason it's fallen into this kind of like their soul sisters and, and all that jazz, and they make fun of each other and they all little cameos and that jazz. Um, that people were anticipating that after Crash 4, this meant that Spyro would get some some love, some, you know, not just a remake, but a next game. And so, although Wampa League is very much rumoured and has been for many years, I don't think another developer would be wanted by any of the fans, apart from Toys for Bob, because they they executed Crash 4 so brilliantly. The art style, they managed to keep in all the nostalgia, they managed to keep in that fucking annoying slide that, like, puts you to your death if you don't jump in the right way. Um all that like lovely stuff that you love and hate about crash all at the same time and i don't think anyone would really want anyone else to really lead that project but equally it was really surprising to me that people are like yeah that's cool but where's sparrow <laughs> uh so like, one at a time guys one at a time come on yeah I I do agree. sorry go on I was gonna say I do agree like we've had crash four crash four is great but also crash four includes multiplayer 
like okay it's yeah. not a brawler like it's not like a you know beat him up but also how you know how realistic is it well I suppose it is a little bit realistic of like you know you can play as Ripperoo or you can play as Cortex or you can play as you know Doctor you know flipping engine whatever his name is and you can play as Coco and you play as Crash and you can play as you know all those lovely characters but after like a good game or so would people just put it down is this going to be something someone goes back to it would it not have been better to include that in Crash 4 uh, yeah the argument could be made for sure yeah I don't know um, yeah that was just interesting to me and uh, in terms of people are are pretty pretty upset hopefully toys for bob will work on both it'd be sick mm. if it will be you know i've you know we've been saying i've said in previous po- podcasts they need to take them off cod because their creativity and their level of design and execution for what they've done to that franchise is second to none i don't think anyone could have done that better yeah so if toys for bob are on it buzzing because yeah, that's where they stay and i'm certain that you know yeah i was gonna say i mean this is a big this is big for toys for bob as well because we were scared, weren't we? That they were just locked in the yeah. trenches for the rest of time. Yeah, and their talent was going to be wasted away on fucking Call of Duty. Yeah, it's, Call of Duty: it's... Modern Warfare Four, Three, Two, One, Five, Six. Yeah, Warfare of Modern. <laughs> I don't even know anymore. I couldn't tell you. I mean, I don't know how much influence they have already, but this could be Microsoft kind of like easing their way in and going, "Now nah, you guys aren't working on COD. You're too good. You need to." Work I hope on so. Crash. I hope so, so. Who knows? Because I think if Activision had their way, every studio would be working on COD at this point. Well, that's what um, was happening. And they basically are, more or less. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, good oh, news indeed. You've just reminded me that, like, Crash now belongs to Microsoft. And it does, it does. Sad. There's a very small chance it may not appear on PlayStation at all. I know. And, and do you know what? A, a lifetime of gaming and not having Crash on PlayStation is horrific. Like, that is a horrific <laughs> tale. That is a nightmare. Not that, like, you know, Xbox is, like, shit. But, like, as in, like, I just can't imagine the do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do, you know, on my home screen. Indeed. It's going to be, uh, yeah, if they can fi- finally actually get this deal done, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. we have no idea just yet. I hope they're smart enough to, you know, give it to everybody. Mm. <laughs> and just pay, you know, maybe put the price up a bit, you know, get your money's worth because you own it. But, mm. you know... You know, don't forget where you came from, Crash. Don't forget who started you, Naughty Dog. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Microsoft paid out billions for a reason. We shall see. Um, Tobes, got anything to add to this one? Um, I mean, not massively compared to what Kat's already said. Um, it was a it was a lot of information and more than I knew about. I've never even heard of um Wumper League, to be honest. I've I've not delved into the Crash internet. The, you know the the secrecy parts of wherever the depths of the internet go where Wumper League was mentioned um I <laughs> what I was hoping if it was going to be multiplayer was that it might be Crash Bash like a remake of Crash Bash because me and my brother had absolutely loads of fun playing on Crash Bash when we were a bit littler so we um we played there was a, like a pinball game where you like a four-player pinball that was great fun and a whole bunch of other ones you could play as Ripper and you could play as all the others in like um Cortex and things and tiny but i just find the whole idea of a wumper league one just really dull really boring there's not there's nothing in that that, that kind of makes me think oh yeah i'll, I'll play that i, I won't I'll, I'll play it for five minutes exactly like i described and i'll get bored um so yeah not not interested in that one at all um 
on the flip side, if it is Spyro, you know, if, or if something were to come of Spyro 4, I'd be down for that, just like I was down for um, Crash 4. It's, it, it's absolutely the right way to go. They, I, I think there's a lot of possible sort of truth in, in the idea that Toys for Bob you know, when Microsoft came in, they just said, you can't have eight studios working on COD. It's just ridiculous. Like we've bought you, but we've bought those eight studios as well. And we yeah. want them to work on their signature IPs, the things that made them famous, the things that made them, you know, good. Fine, fine. Raven and, and a couple of the other ones and, and um, what's it called? Treyarch and, and, and such can say on COD because that is what they are. But Toys for Bob was never COD. So it seems very, very likely that they could say that they that they've said in you know in some board meeting up in some towers they've said, well, do you know what? Why don't we just get them making what the fans want? You know, we want things for Game Pass. We want things. We want to take Sony's, uh, you know, Sony's mascots. So why not make yeah, I mean, more Crash and Spyro I mean, games? Even if Crash and Spyro do end up on PlayStation, they're going to be free on Xbox. Exactly. And that's that's the that's the play, isn't it? The Microsoft owned by Microsoft at that point, or at least yeah. you know. It's uh, it seems like a pretty obvious one to me, um, but and, it, and and it'll start off with Microsoft Game Studios. Like, oh my god, <laughs> the times are changing. It will feel weird, but um, that, that's where I think it should go. I totally agree with pretty much everything Kat said. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Miles. Yeah, there's not really a lot else left to be said, to be honest. Um, I think we're lucky to be getting any Crash slash any Spyro-related content at all anymore. Mm. Uh, the only thing I would be concerned about is this is Activision, and if they're going to release a multiplayer-inspired Crash game, I fear of what that will look like with microtransactions and all the rest of the shite that they shovel in. And you only need to look at Diablo Immortal and the news that's going around about it this week. Uh, to see why that scepticism would be quite understandable. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's because... fucking wild, isn't it? I really don't fancy spending £88,000 just to fully max out a character in a game um, or spending 10 years playing it to do the same thing anyway. Uh, so yeah, I, that would be the only thing that I would be a bit sceptical of is I think this might be a way to... They put Toys for Bob and they say, right, you can make a Crash game. You have to make it this way. You have to get microtransactions in it. And then that way you can make the game that you want. And then we can placate the fans a little bit and give them something that they want. And I don't know, it just feels like this is kind of a, you know, like how Bethesda did like, oh, we're going to give you Fallout 76 so that we can give you a cheap, shitty cash grab online game that we'll just add bits of content to, but charge you loads of money for in the interim before we make the next actual game in the series. It kind of feels like it might be a bit of that of we'll put them on it. They can make a placeholder game to fill the time until they can make or we can commission like a proper game. Um, and yeah, I just, I doubt the sincerity of, what that project will look like, even though I really like Toys for Bob and what they did with Crash 4. I just feel like until Microsoft do get their hands on Activision properly, it's still Activision, which means that those same practices are still in effect at the moment until that sale goes through. So, yeah, I, I think it's good news that Toys for Bob are being put to do what they're good at. But yeah, it's still Activision, so I'm still sceptical. Indeed. Well, maybe we'll find out at the uh, showcase on Sunday. Um... Fingers crossed. See what's going on. Crash games have a habit of leaking very heavily. So uh, there's a chance that we may see it this weekend. Much excitement um, for everyone to know. Indeed. Indeed. Um, talking of games that have leaked, um, Goldeneye HD finally looks set for release after achievements appear on Xbox. This is, of course, over at VGC, Mr. Andy Robinson. Do I go anywhere else for you? No, no, I don't. Goldeneye 007's elusive HD port finally looks set for release after achievements were discovered on Xbox servers this Sunday. As shared by Internet Sleuth Wire64, you should absolutely follow this guy on Twitter if you're not already. 
Um, achievements for an Xbox version of the classic N64 shooter have appeared on Microsoft servers, suggesting that a release is imminent. It was first spotted earlier this week that Red developers were seemingly playing an Xbox version of the FPS as their progress was being logged on tracker sites such as True Achievements. Last year, it was confirmed that Microsoft had to shelve an already completed remaster of the game for the Xbox 360 back in 2007, following licensing issues and miscommunication between license holders and a young team who rushed out to create it. A working build of GoldenEye 007's cancelled Xbox 360 remaster was leaked onto file sharing sites, allowing those with access to the files to play it via a modded console or PC emulator. At the time, VGC reviewed the leaked GoldenEye Xbox build and called it the greatest remaster you'll likely never play. So, this is good news for old people like me who played GoldenEye when it was fresh way back when on the N64. Um, who else is old like me? Uh, Toby, how do you feel about this? Uh, pretty psyched, to be honest. I mean, GoldenEye is GoldenEye. GoldenEye is classic. Uh, Ooh, yeah. Like you say, grandfather of games. Like you say, it's old school. Um, I mean, part of me is like, how much has it been remade? You know, have we seen much? Not really. But if it's if it's really just the old school graphics, if it's really just the old school control system as well, I'm just like, how on earth am I oh, going to play it on a modern controller? Um, just you know, because the the strafing and the stuff that was attached to that N64 controller was just mental. Um, it's a relearn relearn everything for that one game. <laughs> um, but I suppose a lot of N64 games were completely nuts with that controller. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm very interested to see what it looks like. I, I'm dubious that when it's just a bit of you know, a little bit of spit and polish on something that's really old like that. It doesn't it doesn't do enough um, to make it look like kind of worth having. Like, you know, the Gen Zs are going to look at it and going, what's that? Do you know what I mean? Like, is it going to have the same, you know, effect on them if it doesn't have any updated graphics? I don't know. Maybe it will. Maybe, it, maybe that gameplay is completely timeless. But it's, you know, it's going to look, it's going to look janky probably. Um, so... The, the, I've got sort of, you know, I'm, I'm on the fence slightly, but I definitely want to see it, and I definitely want to, I definitely want it to be good. If it, if it's got, you know, if it's been remapped and and you know proper achievements and all that kind of stuff, I mean, there'd be reasons to go and play it. But uh, I, in a way, I'd rather have a, like a full remake. Do you know what I mean? Like a proper, yeah. a proper Resident Evil two and three and four <laughs> style remake. Oh, Capcom have really spoiled us, haven't they? they? Those remakes are just they've they've gone right up to the top of echelons of like, that's how you do a proper remake. That's how you do it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man, it's very exciting. I can't wait to see what happens. And an imminent release, maybe a shadow drop on Sunday? A shadow drop would maybe? be insane. Yeah, that would be sick. That would be... Um, I mean, I'm going to be working, which is devastating. I would have gone, Toby, we're playing Goldilocks tonight. Let's go. <laughs> Facility. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking right. Let's go. That would be so awesome. Um, Kat, where are you with Golden Eye? I assume you, you played it back in the day? Yeah, like a super long time ago, though. I don't yeah. even remember playing the campaign, but I do remember playing the multiplayer. If it's the right game I'm thinking about, there was a multiplayer, wasn't there? Yeah, of course. Yeah, there was yeah, the full, yeah, the full yeah, player yeah. multiplayer. If there yes. wasn't a multiplayer, it wouldn't have been as big as it was. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, like, if I'm thinking like that's the only James Bond game I think I've ever owned. And I don't remember doing the campaign, or if I did, I did give it a go. I was too young to be good at it, but I do remember um, playing it with friends. I remember thinking this is only one of the only good games I have. Um, that's multiplayer. I genuinely and I used to be like let's play this, and I remember my friends who are girls who were like, I don't like James Bond. I'm like, 
it's not James Bond, just like suck it up for a minute because it's really cool. Like, um, so yeah, it's really fun. Just play it. Yeah, just just yeah, it's really fun. Like, just take out that it's James Bond. I don't like it. I won't be like, no, 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 you will. It's really like, uh, yeah. So I don't remember. I I don't remember a lot of it, but I do remember that I had it and I remember playing it. Uh, yeah, that's me really. So I would jump in because it's iconic to mm-hmm. to, to play. Um, but like Toby was saying, if it's just like bit of lick you know it's not gonna it's not gonna I don't think it's gonna hold everybody's attention immediately you might get some diehard fans who you know stay on it for a really long time and they bring back nostalgia but I think there's that like classic saying isn't there like nostalgia actually isn't as good as you think it is yeah um it's it is rumored to be on switch and xbox um I've heard that it's widescreen and it's been the cut the, the controls have been mapped for modern controllers so instead of aiming <laughs> with with the right uh shoulder button and then that stupid c buttons you yeah. can actually use the actual um, aim like yeah. the back bumpers and shit yeah. Like that. yeah so that's exciting <laughs> what do yeah. i do with my third part of the controller where does I that don't go know, man. i don't know <laughs> i don't know um but yeah i don't think i think it's a remaster so like, the glitchy edges are going to be ironed out but i don't think it's going to look i think it's probably still beautiful. gonna look yeah it's still gonna look pixely clunks isn't it probably yeah. i think it yeah. needs to, as long as it's still got all of the crazy cheats and all of the cool multiplayer modes like paintball yeah. mode do you know Pinky what i mean like that, yeah. yeah exactly all of those things were really and, and all the levels like there are and golden gun mode yeah and the, the, gun. all of those things need to be in there because if there's even one missing you know that that will be you know the, the one that story. everyone wanted. that will be the one yeah exactly <laughs> yeah i mean it's like it's classic golden with online multiplayer i mean i don't know how it gets any better than that really that's how it they sell good. it. Isn't it does it? sound good. It sounds great. Um, sorry, Mars. This is GoldenEye 007. We used to play this on the Nintendo 64. And you weren't even born yet. A long time ago. <laughs> it was actually the first game I played. Oh. oh. And I played a hell of a lot of it. Well, <laughs> we can shut the fuck up then. <laughs> I, want, I want the big head mode back. That's what I want. I want the big mm. head mode. That was the funnest part. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I played a lot of the four player multiplayer with my brother, and he kicked my ass because I didn't know how to play it very well back then. And uh, yeah, I think I finished the campaign like a good half a dozen times, probably by the time because it was like the only game I had. And then I got Ocarina of Time. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing if it's as good as I remember it being from the tiny memories that I still have of it. Um, mm. or whether it's but I don't think it's going to be a proper remake I think it's going to be like a good remaster slash almost a remake but not quite um, and I think it will just have some quality of life stuff but I'm yeah. keeping my expectations sort of low because I feel like if it was like a Resi 2 style remake we'd have seen a lot more of it by now so the fact that they're not showing it off and I think they are likely to shadow drop it tells me it's probably not going to be like the greatest thing ever but I think it's going to be good enough to bring back all that nostalgia for the people who have played it I mean, this, I don't think people realize how big of a deal this might be. This has been a long time coming. I mean, the, the license was owned by Nintendo and EA and Rare and, you know, Warner Brothers, whoever it is that owns um, James Bond now. I mean, it was, it was so difficult. No one could get out. That's why there was always these James Bond games that tried to be GoldenEye, but never were officially because it just wasn't allowed to happen, you know. Um, it never appeared on the Wii Virtual Console. It never appeared on the Wii U. You know, it was just hidden away for so long. And the fact that now it's possibly happening is quite incredible, really. 
wasn't there like a fan made one as well that got shut down like they got quite far into it and remade yeah. like a bunch of the levels and then they got like a lawsuit filed against them and told to like basically yeah. destroy it which is that was, in, that was in that vgc article wasn't it yeah yeah, yeah it um, was it was made well in 2007 i think yeah and it, it was great. made for xbox live arcade for xbox 360 and it was all set to go and then they didn't get the rights it's like well you need the rights you know what i mean if you're gonna don't, release it don't start the game <laughs> what a waste of your time yeah, Let's it was a massive waste it. <laughs> But it is interesting that it, it got leaked because the review of it on VGC is really interesting. Um, Scully reviewed it and it was it like, it just sounds like exactly what you want. You know, it's just, it's not a full remake, but it's just like the jankiness has kind of been taken out at 60 frames per second. And it's just, just Goldeneye again, you know, and that's what people want. I really hope um, they keep like the awkward facial models that they had from the original, where it's yeah. like polygonal body and then polygonal face plastered mm. onto it. See, that's <laughs> they the thing, literally that's... Just like balloon heads, aren't they? Yeah, they are literally. Just... <laughs> that's another part of the license that was a problem because obviously Sean Bean's face is in it. Yeah, and it's um, Brosnan's face. Yeah, Brosnan's face isn't in it. He didn't allow it. Um, it's just a, his face is just a generic James Bond face. Oh, I see. So it's not actually Brosnan's face, uh, right? Um, couldn't Alan tell. Cumming was, is in it. I was. I was. No, you know, you're in his face, aren't you? you? <laughs> yeah. Alan Cumming is in it, and you know they and they they, they lost the rights to their faces, um, which means they couldn't release the game with the faces in them. So you know this whole thing has been an absolute kind of like hellish thing to get out for years. This is going to be like a massive so. nostalgia thing if if Perfect Dark then follows a year or two later. Oh boy. I'm going to just be like, am I living in a time warp of 20 year time warp? Or <laughs> Have I gone back in time? Yeah. Because Perfect Dark had the same, like, just loads and loads of classic multiplayer levels, amazing mm. guns and stuff. It was a truly brilliant sequel that played very, very, very recently. Yeah. And of course, that had no license issues. So that got re released over and over again. Um, I actually I played it recently. I played it last year um, from start to finish on Xbox. It was it's good great. Check. Yeah, it's good check. It is very We get time splitters back again. Who knows? Imagine such a thing. What a oh, world. What a time to be able to be. Hey, one, one thing at a time. Let's get Goldeneye back first. <laughs> Let's get Goldeneye back first. And uh, we can celebrate how great it is once again. Um, talking to things that don't look so great. <sighs> We've had a look this week at Sonic Frontiers. And my suspicions were confirmed. It looks really, really bad. And this devastates me to a point of near devastation. Um, that it devastates me to devastation. That's how stupid my words are this week. But yes, um, VGC have done a little thing. Uh, fans have called on Sega to delay Sonic Frontiers following their criticism of a recent gameplay reveal. Hashtag delay Sonic Frontiers was briefly trending on Twitter this week after many Sonic fans took to the social media platform to vent their disappointment over the first video showing the game in action. The footage appears to have received a significant amount of criticism from the series' most engaged fans at the time of publishing IGN's gameplay premiere has nearly 50,000 dislikes on YouTube compared to 72,000 likes, while the combat footage has 15,000 dislikes compared to 35,000 likes. Meanwhile, thousands of users have used the Delay Sonic Frontiers hashtag on Twitter, according to the platform's own analytics, which caused it to briefly trend this week. Criticisms of Frontiers are what calling stiff animations, a sparse game world, and the perceived lack of momentum from the titular player character. Sonic Frontiers is like they made an open world game automated. It's so weird that gameplay demo has so many dash panels, into springs, and automation. I'm nervous about this game. That demo did not look great. I'm one of the biggest Sonic fans on planet Earth, but this gameplay did not do it for me, said another Twitter user. 
Based on the video, I'm worried for Sonic Frontiers. I was so excited. I voted five years for this, and I'm not happy. I'm very been there, done that. If this is what Sonic is going to be like for the next 10 years, then we're in trouble. Now, Sonic is doing very well in the movies. And unfortunately, his games continue to be a bit cack. And Sonic Frontiers might be amazing, but from the gameplay that I've seen, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling it. Has anyone else caught the gameplay of uh, Sonic Frontiers this week? Yeah, I had a quick look yesterday. Yeah, it's bad. How are we feeling, Cap? Um, so every time someone slags off Sonic, I, my heart breaks for you a little bit because I think if people started bashing the Purple Dragon, I'd be pretty sad too. Um, that sounds really weird for some reason. <laughs> bashing the Purple Dragon, I don't know. And how do you know what I've been doing before the podcast? <laughs> Um, but I had a look, like I had a look last night, and I don't know. I, I'm a bit torn. I still think it looks. I think it looks like I, I don't know. I mean, like, like when you look at Sonic Reddit and stuff like that, it's notorious for fans never being happy. Um, and every single game that comes out is always like a flop or a disappointment, or they didn't do this, or they didn't do that. When you look at the what was it? What's the last one called? Was it called? Forces was the last one. Forces, that was I was going to call it Heroes, and I was like, it's not called Heroes. Um, Forces, people didn't like that game, and then people don't like, you know, people didn't like the bloody character model in the movie, although that was awful. But you know, the films are great. Like, but for some reason, there just seems to be like this: if you don't hate on a Sonic game before it's released, then you're not a true Sonic fan, kind of thing. Like, if you're not happy, and it's really strange. It's a really strange concept that, like, the audiences of Sonic have, um, I guess, I don't know, jumped on board with. It's like they have like free permission to slag off a game when, like, as an audience and as a title, I don't, I don't, I don't know any other game franchise like it. No one's slagging off GTA Six before it comes out, like, like they are um, Sonic in, in in almost like pattern as well like it's almost like a fun time for everyone to be like right okay so the game comes out in july so from february till may we'll just fucking hate on it we will just hate on it for no reason at all um it's just a weird pattern of, of stuff i didn't think it looked that bad i didn't think it looked awful i think it looked very similar to what they initially showed us i was worried that this would happen in the sense of you know, they, they always seem to be very, very good at promo and just showing you enough to get you excited that this is something bigger and something different. And I think this is where they fall down because they're, they're very good at kind of initial promotion and they fall down in the execution of showing you a longer, I guess, sequence of gameplay or, or battle or whatever. And I, I saw the kind of, I saw like a small review of it yesterday. It might have actually been from VGC. Um where they were saying like the gameplay felt like it was hours long and if you kind of equate that to playing the game then people are going to be very bored very quickly but I don't know I think it still looked you know in comparison to previous Sonic games I think it looked okay I, I think that the you know it doesn't look like the most exciting open world game ever no could they be you know could there be lots of things that we don't know absolutely yes it does look a bit bland in terms of if you're going to make an open world game, you need loads to do. But I think there's only so much that you can do with Sonic because he only really goes forward. <laughs> um, so, you know, you could, I mean, imagine, I, I guess you could play on like the Sonic Adventures because they're a lot more, although they're linear, there's lots to explore. If you go down like a little side alley or you go down like, you know, you can 
do all sorts like that but I think really there is a formula to Sonic and that's that he either goes forward if you're playing it from like 3D angle or he's going to go sideways in a side scroller 2D retro theme he isn't you know would people then be mad if you changed the formula of Sonic that he can now explore a whole world or would people love it like they're, they're tr- I think they're trying to cater to an audience that absolutely loves Sonic but trying to try and put this modern twist on it and maybe just falling a bit short somewhere um so it's interesting because I still look at the gameplay and I think that still looks really cool it still looks very new for Sonic but I don't know it just seems like nothing's ever good enough (laughs) and I don't know why why is that I'll tell you why okay tell me why Ross why is nothing good enough for Sonic because Why do people always, love it so wholeheartedly? Because it always off. gets compared to Mario. And but it Nintendo, was initially intended Nintendo take their, for Mario. Uh, Nintendo take the craft of Mario games extremely seriously. And they take years developing them. And the last one, Mario Odyssey, was probably one of the greatest achievements of video gaming in terms of Nintendo making Mario 3D. And Sonic has never yeah, worked in 3D. It just hasn't. I don't care what anyone says. I like Sonic Colors. I like Sonic Adventure. But Sonic just doesn't work in a 3D space. And that's so weird. And I think you're right, actually. Because, you know, very initially, Mario is very similar to Sonic. The weirdest thing is, you know, it's that Sonic should just stay in 2D. Yeah. You know, Sonic Mania came out the same year as Forces, and Sonic Mania was fucking amazing. You know, that's one of my 10 out of 10s on Thinking Guns. And Do it's, you think? it's truly, truly excellent game. It really is. And just keep him there. Cat sounds shocked about that 10 out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> I, I loved it. It hit just all of my like Sonic nostalgia Yeah. That's after years of 3D Sonic, that is all I needed. But like, how? how... You know what I mean? How I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, it's a different, release... different conversation for a different story. But I, I guess as well, like Mario has always done the story of Mario a lot better. Like mm. the story of Sonic is that I, I mean, apart you know, take away the fact that Adventure is like giving him a storyline, and there are storylines to Sonic now. But initially, what was the storyline of Sonic? Whereas we know that the storyline of Mario is that the princess has been captured. You know. Mm. But actually, we just know that Sonic's a hedgehog and he has an evil boss. I go fast. Eggman, yeah. He yeah. goes fast and he collects rings and Eggman wants to kill him. Other than that, there's no story. But, uh, you know, there's a real... Yeah, you make a good point about the 3D and Mario. And, and But would they then get the fuck suit out of them? For and also, the, the other problem is we've been spoiled by 3D open worlds in the last yes, few years. Yes, and I think that's the problem. I think that's the problem with this Sonic is that there's a formula to Sonic which is very like you go forward you go fast you collect rings and that's it the end duh, duh. Mm. and I think with so many open world games people are like well where the fuck is all the shit in the open world why are you just showing me grass in the sea and I think like for Sonic that's very Sonic whereas I think if you were to say here's a new Horizon game this is what it looks like of course you know mm. I don't know I'm torn I still think it looks for a Sonic game I'm like yeah cool that looks like the Wii but you know the, the Wii game, you know, the Shadow of Rings, if, whatever it's called. If if Horizon Forbidden and West looked like Sonic Frontiers, we would not be playing it. No, but Sonic has always kind of looked like that. But why Sonic it shouldn't though? It should be. It's Sonic the freaking Hedgehog. It should be. But would you be mad if it didn't Odyssey? 
tight. I think you literally water. said it already, Roscoe. It, it doesn't work in 3D. No. Yeah, and I, I totally agree with that. I've yeah. never thought that a, a 3D Sonic looked worth playing, even let alone had fun with it once I'd got on a couple of them. Oh, I don't know, Sonic it's... Adventure two slaps. No, I don't <laughs> like any. I don't like any of them, Cat. To be honest, it's it's something that should have stayed in 2D, and like you say, has has no storyline. Basically, doesn't need one. If you're going to go fast and you're going to bounce around lots of stuff, that's what you need. I mean, that I'd have to agree with Cat on a lot of the gameplay stuff. That 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 open world is full of things that auto push you forward and bounce you into stuff. And they yeah. were jumping into it and they're going up the tower thing and they're bouncing around, grinding on rails, all that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, throw some rails in there and you've got half of the speed you need. And as long as you can, you know, off you go, that kind of, that, that kind of movement. The only things that didn't work for me were like when he suddenly got stuck and he had to climb or when he suddenly, you know, couldn't go fast. Do you know what I mean? Like he was just walking about, like, fuck it. I'm going to walk around, find a quest. There might be a quest around here somewhere. It, that felt really wrong. The weird why, puzzle floor game tearing, was weird. Why wasn't he tearing through rocks? Why is the rock stopping his momentum? Oh, he absolutely. should be able to just He should be just them. smashing through shit like that, unless it's literally a rock that has got a buzzer that shoots him up into the sky on it, you know? Yeah, exactly. But, but, I, mean, I will that, always stand by the fact that Sonic Team are the worst people to handle Sonic. <laughs> And that's a problem. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think I, I don't think we should hold up Mario as some some. I've always had this issue with Mario that, that it's not. It shouldn't be held up as as high as it is, as on such a tall pedestal as it is. I know Nintendo do spend a long time over it, and their gameplay, you know, it is fun for what it is. But what it is is incredibly simple, and often doesn't keep me interested beyond a couple of levels. It's not, and at the same, but I can say the same thing about Sonic. It's not something that I think has really translated into the modern era. Um, I, I don't play Mario games anymore. You know, it's not something that I play anymore. I, I want a more adult experience. Maybe it's maybe it's adult versus child. Maybe that's something to do with it as well. But it's something that you know that that style of gameplay just that was at the beginning of games. You know, when we were learning the medium, when we were learning what gameplay could be. You know, and it was simple, and it was it did what it needed to do at the time. It doesn't necessarily translate these days. Yeah, it's a real problem because Sonic just cannot translate, and it needs a next generation kind of game because Sonic is at its height right now. Again, look at it. Look how popular the movies have been. You know, if you want to make some money, now is the time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's a Sonic um, animated series coming to Netflix this year. You know, he's still riding high. It's just the games don't work, and it's so weird. And it just, it, it's heartbreaking. I remember writing the review for Sonic Forces and I was just devastated. I wasn't angry or pissed off. I was just so gutted that it was a really poor game. Sonic is tortured for the first hour in that game. I was like, I don't want to play this. I kind no. of really liked Forces, you it's know? Like, it's like, it's, it's such a devastating way of portraying Sonic because it's so fucking bleak. And it's like, this isn't what Sonic is about. And I remember writing that review and I, get, I got shit from Sonic fans about it. Um, because you know Sonic fans are fucking crazy, and they were like, "Oh, well, you don't know what Sonic is." It's like, no, look, I am on your side. I'm gutted about this game being poor because Sonic Team didn't not don't still don't really understand what the essence of Sonic the Hedgehog is, and they continue to do that. And I was gutted because it looked from trailers and from gameplay, it looked like they may have actually cracked it. And then I finally play it, and it's just this essence of just complete misery it's something that's really boring to play and it's really sad and it's like this is this is ridiculous why are you going down this route you know an, another level of emotion it would be fucking the last of us it was just so bleak 
And so that's not the that's not the point of Sonic. I don't want to. Also, you're playing. There's levels that you're not playing as Sonic. You're playing as your own avatar, like your own character. I mean, that's great for the Sonic people that are out there that love it. You know, Sonic fans, furry fans are basically the same thing. There's this Venn diagram, and they're just right there in the middle. And it kind of worked for those people, but not for me. It didn't work for me at all. And I'm getting to a point now where I'm like, Frontiers kind of could have been that thing that may have cracked it. But once again, we got to the point where Sonic fans are like, no, this isn't how you do it. And maybe no one has the answer on how to do it. Maybe there is no way to do it properly. But perhaps there is this idea that Sonic can work in 3D, or maybe he should just stay in 2D where he belongs. Right. So two, two quick points. One, one is... Look at the guy who made it in the first place, right? And what game he recently released? Balan Wonderworld. Yeah. Right? Absolutely cack 3D game with with gameplay that doesn't look much beyond like the absolutely it's one button to do each, you know, to do everything is one button. You need no you need no more than an old NES controller to play it. Do you know what I mean? And it's it's that kind of thing. I think it, Sonic Team is infused with his ethos. And it just will not be able to get beyond what you're talking about without, I mean, he's, he's not there now. Obviously, did he retire or something? Did anyone moved on from it? But until they get new blood, until they decide to farm it out somewhere else, it ain't going to happen. Um, and I did have an idea once for a, um, in a way, like, would it not be better instead of having an open world that looks like Breath of the Wild, right? Half of the, half the good stuff in Sonic is that it is so vibrant and is so colorful and is like, neon and crazy machines and all this stuff that bounces you around why don't you just take one of those 2d levels and essentially turn it on its side so that he's standing on the wall behind him do you see what i mean and bounce around the shit in there right like it's a pinball machine like but then make it bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger like the world should be like a theme park roller coaster looking place it shouldn't look like a field off of final fantasy 13 or off of breath of the wild it looks wrong it just looks wrong right from the start. That's the trouble with it. Yeah. Where's the crazy neon bouncing around tunnels and grinding and shit? It should look like Jet Set Radio in a hamster cage. Do you know what I mean? It's like there's a way. There's a way it should look. <laughs> I like that. Uh, yeah. It's. Uh, it, just, it just hurts. It just hurts. It just hurts because there was a chance here, and uh, maybe. Well, I don't know. They keep trying. They keep throwing something at the wall, hoping it will stick. And maybe Frontiers will be great. Maybe they will take it on board and go, right, you know what? This isn't good enough. We'll delay Frontiers for a year and we'll come out with something really awesome. But I don't think that's going to happen because they don't take enough care over these games to really seem to give a shit, which is really devastating. Um, maybe they do, but they keep just, I don't know, they keep failing. And it just hurts as a Sonic fan. There we are. Um, <sighs> Mars, what did you make of the gameplay? <laughs> <laughs> I quite enjoyed just listening to that little debate there. It was quite cool. Um, I think there's a couple of things to it. I think one of them is that the funding for the Sonic games is nowhere near matched compared to like the other mm-hmm. big wigs of like the top platformers that still exist. Um, and I think there's two reasons for that. One is that previous Sonic games haven't been particularly good in the 3D, like you talked about. So they're not going to sell well. So they're not going to make money. So they're not going to get funding for a big project like the scale it needs so i think it's kind of in that detrimental cycle of bad game equals low money equals low money to make more bad games um so i think they're kind of stuck in that a little bit but secondly i I really agree with what toby was saying of the world doesn't suit what sonic's about you know 
it's it's meant to be about fast pace. And I was watching the gameplay mm-hmm. and just thinking like the whole thing is that he's meant to be quick and you don't feel quick. It's slow. It's ploddy. It's boring. You know, there's no kind of excitement or adrenaline rush or thrill to it. And I keep thinking open world's not suited for that kind of high octane thing of what Sonic's about because you have to build the world put stuff in it to do and you constantly have to be stopping to explore to find things or do things and that's sonic's about movement it's all about the thrill of being on the go and smashing into stuff and you know collecting shit really quickly and then having the threat of going so fast you're always on a razor's edge of when you're going to hit something and even i having played very very little of sonic games in the past know that the 2d ones work because there's a challenge that comes from managing how quick you go with all the threats on the level that are trying to stop you from being as quick as you are. And that's the fun of the skill gap of figuring out where everything is and learning it and becoming a badass at it. And I was watching this gameplay and I was like, there's nothing in this world that even threatens you. There's nothing other than just traipsing around, climbing something really, really slowly, even though he can run it faster than anything else and should be able to just run up the wall of whatever it is he's climbing. And then they did that stupid puzzle where it was the three statues and he literally just turned one of them 90 degrees and the gate opened. And I was like, that's not a puzzle. That's just an obstacle that's there just to slow down your progress for no other reason than because there's nothing else to fill that space with. You know, I thought about this when I thought about, you know, Elden Ring going into open world. I was like, they have to use their formula in a way and, you know, subvert what it is to be an open world to make that work really well with that formula. And I feel like Sonic developers need to do the same. They can't just make a bland open world and put Sonic in it and expect that to be good you have to design the world around what you want the game to be. You need the mechanics first. And I feel like they've just gone, oh, we have a big open world for Sonic. This will be good. And everyone's like, no, it's not. And it looks like a tech demo. You know, the movement and stuff, you can see constant texture pop in. It looks like PS2, PS3 era. It just doesn't look like a modern game. And I know it's obviously still early, but I don't think it's going to look drastically different when it comes out either, you know? We talk about this a lot of how they always say it's pre-alpha, you know, it's an early build, but the games usually always come out looking exactly as they are. Um, I can't foresee it doing particularly well. I think it's going to be another one of those that's going to be a disappointment and it's going to lead to, you know, another nail in the coffin of Sonic games. And I agree with you, Russ. I think despite having not played much of Sonic, I think it should be 2D. I think that's where it specialises. That's what it was made for. And that's where it excels. So why, why change a winning formula that works so well? um so yeah I, again like Kat mentioned at the start I just really felt for you when I watched this gameplay I thought damn that's looks like a tragic pile of nothing um so yeah I really feel for you that you're having a slim pickings of good Sonic games in recent years um yeah it's all good thanks guys thanks very much <laughs> thank you for having my back on that one <laughs> uh, we shall see we shall see um who knows holding our hope but uh it's slowly, it's slowly dwindling. Um, Tobes, did you have any Final Fantasy 16 stuff you wanted to share? I was going to give you like your own little <laughs> podcast within a podcast. Give my whole 10 minutes, minutes to just talk about <laughs> No, it's literally just like one minute of info. Um, I, I was doing a bit more research into it. And I mean, as someone who's following every single thing there is around Square Enix and Final Fantasy, if they are reading it, they will know all this stuff. But um, there are blogs out there and there are, um, bit tidbits of information from first blog posts and such and um, that I didn't really pay any any attention to because like Miles said you kind of yeah that that trailer tells me that there's a lot of summons and that it doesn't tell me any story whatsoever anyway 
I can tell you a little bit of story. So it does sound pretty cool, actually, what they've done. They've obviously scrubbed all of the sci-fi magic style of like Final Fantasy seven and eight and 15 and stuff like that. They've gone full fantasy with it. Um, it's much more of the Square Enix sort of Final Fantasy twelve style. Um, Ivalis, if that means anything to people, which is like um, it, it's a world where a lot of the different Final Fantasy tactics games and Final Fantasy twelve were set. High politics, lots and lots of triangle strategy style politics stuff, um, lots of different kingdoms with different cultures. There are five or six different kingdoms all vying for these crystals, which is obviously very Final Fantasy sounding. The crystals are like enormous, like um, like the size of a mountain in in the in the world of Final Fantasy 16. They um, they power. You know, they, they are like a particular sort of magic source that, that each of these nations vies to, to, to control. Into that, the world of the, the, the characters um, is you're, you're playing as, um, as the, the, the lead character um, called Clive and Clive Rossfield, I think his name is, um, and his um, little brother Joshua. And um, his name is Clive. Clive, I know how ridiculous. When, wow. when, you, when you're um, when you're English, that just sounds so stupid, doesn't it? Um, but yeah. if presumably in Japan, you call someone Clive. Oh, Clive, that's interesting. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's um, it doesn't translate very well. So uh, Clive and uh, let's, let's start with Joshua though. Um, Joshua is like a what's called a, a dominant, which is a it's like a summoner, but they can they're the only person in the whole world who can summon that particular summon, right? And they call it an icon in this particular Final Fantasy. Um, and they are, because of this, instead of just being a magic user that you meet along the way, like it would be in an old Final Fantasy, they've political politicalized it. They've, um, they've made it so that those people have, you know, massive clout and political um, power. And, you know, if I'm in control of Shiva or if I'm in control of Ifrit, then I'm a fucking force to be reckoned with. And I should be, you know, the Lord High Emperor of this place. So because of that, these people have massive power and pull across all these nations. Um, there's one brutish guy who's in charge of Titan, and he's named himself the, like, you know, the dictator economist of... And it's just ridiculous that he's an economist, but he looks like a brute at the same time. Um, but he's like, you know, in charge of one of these nations because of it. On the flip side, some of the nations use these people and they've got no, polit no political power whatsoever. They're almost slaves that are thrown into battle, you know, and, and then just chained up again two seconds later when they're off the battlefield. So there's just a hell of a lot of just like interesting political angles to it that have just like kind of reined the summons into the politics. And I just think that's really interesting from a Final Fantasy perspective. Like it's taken some of the stuff that we're quite used to and we just encounter as you encounter like magic and summons have just been, they're just there. You know, like you can just pick up a little orb on the street and you can now summon Ramu, the lightning god. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of ridiculous, but... It, that's Final Fantasy, right? But in this one, they've made it so that's really part of the story, and those summons are absolutely integral to the politics of it. And I think that's really cool. I um, I quite like the sound of it. I think it's gone completely away from Final Fantasy 15, which is great. There's a few sort of similarities to the you know kings and and kings and queens being the sort of main characters and princes and such. But other than that, it, it's just ditched everything about that. Um, that's all I know. That's where I'm at at the moment. I think the trailers are not doing it justice. The trailers are not telling you anything. And there is a lot of plot there that is going to get revealed over the next year. It sounds mm. like it could be a good game. Well, thanks, man. There you go. Love it. I love it. Do you want to do like a weekly update on Final Fantasy on the podcast? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Little podcast within the podcast. The Final Fantasy 16 corner. 
Final Fantasy. Yeah. 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 I'm well up for that. That sounds awesome. <laughs> um, right, let's get into our recommendations. This is where we see something throughout the week that we want to share with you, our dear listener. Could be a game, a TV show, a movie, a book, a television, or a guitar. I'm just staring at things in my room. Um, Kat, do you want to kick us off? I'll kick you off. Um, So, yeah. So my recommendation is a game called Ravenous Devils. You might have heard me talk about a game. I know it's not food. It's not from McDonald's. And uh, it's not. (laughs) I was expecting it to be an ice cream. I know, right? So, uh, (laughs) no, actually, I think I think Toby was ice cream. Didn't Toby do the mochi balls? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So this is kind of like a really strange game that is just brilliant a bit repetitive but still brilliant it was like three pound on the store and it's a horror cooking simulator which is essentially the story of Sweeney Todd so that you play as a couple and one the man is a tailor and the woman is like a pie baker and what you've got to do is you've got to cook the people and you've got to sell them but to, to get the people and murder them you have to bring them into the back tailor room and kill them and then put them in a chute um which puts them all the way down to the dungeon and the woman minces them up and then cooks them and you make different recipes based on having flour or making sausage meat or buying ingredients and buying like different horror items it's flipping great it's just so 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 like ridiculous but i love it um i've not played all of it yet but i am really enjoying what i'm playing it's a little bit repetitive but it's so much fun and um there is a bit of story to it as well so you get like an anonymous letter to say hey i know what you do and you better kill these people for me or i'm gonna out you um so i haven't quite worked out that if you because i'm running on a bit of adrenaline because i'm worried that if i don't kill the people fast enough i'm going to get caught and i haven't tested out the theory of if i get caught yet um (laughs) i'm too scared to lose my progress so um you do like the the game in days so like you have one day where you open the store but you have to prep the store and so you have to cook the pies and then people will come in and buy the pies um yeah and the story progresses like that and I'm just having a lot of fun for it and it was well worth like the three pound 29 that I paid for it because yeah it's just silly and fun and yeah good good stuff good stuff that game well worth three pound awesome ravenous devils is that yeah yes ravenous devils and it's on the PS store and I think I paid three pound 29 lovely stuff I think yeah go get it Sweet. And also makes you want to watch Sweeney Todd again. So Definitely. Double win. Double win. There was a barber and his wife and she was beautiful. Sorry. Uh, Miles, your recommendation? Uh, I don't really have a lot this week, uh, so I'm just going to have to go with Kenobi again. Um, I'll watch the next two episodes. Yes. Anakin! Anakin! My allegiance is to the Republic! <laughs> Democracy! Democracy! Yeah. Um, yeah. Do we like um, Kenobi? I am enjoying it in terms of I like that it feels much more like Star Wars again. I tried to watch Boba Fett and couldn't really get into it. Mandalorian kind of feels like it's its own thing, but Kenobi feels like kind of back to a little bit of old school stuff. The only thing I don't like is all the chase sequences are horribly edited to the point where like <laughs> they really are so cringely bad. Like, and it's quite off putting. So that's the only thing I'm not enjoying as much about it. And there's like, 
I was saying to Kat earlier, because she noticed it as well, like there's kind of continuity stuff with the editing where like this person's here at one point and then suddenly they're here now because it suits where the thing was going. And I was like, that was ages ago. How they suddenly got there from there? I was like, what the fuck? Um, so I kind of have to like turn my brain off a little bit. But having Ewan McGregor back and doing his thing is wicked. And I'm really enjoying yeah. that part of it. I think the actress for Leia is great. And it was a really good pick. Um, but some of the side characters acting is pretty bad. It's kind of a mixed bag of like some are good, some are terrible. Um, it kind of feels like fun B movie, bad but kind of good at the same time, with like a little bit of nostalgia thrown in. So yeah, it's kind of a mix of emotions. So I kind of just turn my brain off and watching it and just enjoy the the ride of the nostalgic trip, I guess. I feel like Obi-Wan is making some weird decisions. Yeah. He's really making weird. some odd choices. There was that one bit where he's at the laser barrier. Yes. And yes. That was that that was a cool fight. The laser, the stormtrooper getting jumped in half. That was cool. Yeah. Um, but then he spent like a minute trying to turn the lasers off, and it's like, dude, go around, around it. Walk go around, around it. it. There's obviously a space where you can walk around it. <laughs> it makes no sense. And also, doesn't it retcon like you know, in obviously episode four when uh Ben and um Darth Vader meet, and Vader's like, Oh, the last time we met, I was but a learner, and now I'm the master. And I was like, But now you've met when you were. Okay, well, I'm not going to totally spoil it, but it kind of retcons that part, and I was like, have they just forgotten that that's a line? I that's mean, a thing? is 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 he the master at this point? Do you think? Well, I mean, he's better than. Well, I mean, he's not exactly a Padawan anymore. I mean, he was he just he was just toying with Obi Wan in that fight, wasn't he? Exactly. So yeah. you know, it's kind of like I feel like it kind of retcons a couple of bits, a little bit as well, and equally, like the whole point of Leia being in it and the Empire knowing where she is and not doing something about that, despite. I don't, I don't know. It's weird. Um, yeah. So there's kind of parts of it that I'm a bit like, uh, I don't know what you're doing with the timeline here, but I enjoy having you and McGregor back and that's enough. So I'm enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. He's make, yeah. There's some weird decisions being made, but it's it's a fun time. Are you watching it, Tobes? Oh, I was I was thinking I'd use my time to to say don't don't watch Kenobi. Oh, oh no! <laughs> no, no Toby. <laughs> we did this about the Book of Boba Fett, though. Um, I, so like I, I, I kind of like that one. Book of Boba Fett. Was oh, awful. Toby, that one's so bad. I couldn't even get past yeah, that. See, the, now, so, now this one is uh, this one is objectively badly made. Not even just bad. It's badly made. It's badly written. In most cases, really badly acted. Um, I think I, I can't believe you singled out the Leia girl as being good. I was like, ah, oh, no, no, I like, I like the pick as her as like a young Leia, but oh, I dear. like a lot of the dialogue and stuff is not she's very good. Horrendous, and she delivers delivers her lines awfully <laughs> badly. Um, <laughs> anyway, the um, what what I find really annoying is that the, online there's a lot of hate for it as well. I don't want to join in with all that, and I certainly don't agree that the things that the people keep mentioning that you know. Um, it shouldn't have. Um, is it Moses that is the, the actress? Moses Ingram. Um, yes, yeah, Moses Ingram. I, I think she is actually one of the strongest things in the entire series. Right? Her, her, you know, passions on the dark side and and you know betraying people and 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 going after Kenobi is just the, absolutely the storyline is keeping me watching at this point. Um, I I can't keep. I just find some of the other stuff just like you said. It's kind of cringe, but I'm just like. If we can, we really go from like the levels of the Mandalorian to this. It's like you've given it to your Z team. Do you know what I mean? Like there was there was a great team. We were like, yeah, we can trust Star Wars. We can trust Star Wars TV shows. They'll be good. They're not like them. They're not like the movies that we didn't like. <laughs> they're good. <laughs> and then and then you're like, 
oh no, actually, they can be really bad too. <laughs> really, really bad. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> only the Mandalorian is the one that's actually bucking that trend. Um, yeah. It's, it's, um, yeah, it's true. Book of Boba Fett is, is nowhere near as good as the Mandalorian, but I just found it better than than this short, oh, no. poor, poor, poor show. No, um, oh, Book of Boba Fett was pain. Was and, pain. The, and the last thing I'd say is, um, you mentioned chase sequences. There was a particular chase sequence in the first episode where... Yeah. Um, yeah. Leia, Leia is running through yeah. the forest away from some it's bad so guys. Bad. The bad guys decide, I'm going to run at one mile an hour <laughs> and I'm going to sort of jog <laughs> like a fucking cretin and, and let this little girl get away from me for five minutes. And I'm like, why? What are we doing? And then she doesn't quite hit a branch, but then this branch goes flying back into someone's face. Oh, my God, it's so good. She's, she's running so fast like the wind. No, no, it's awful. It's absolutely awful. Yeah, I was just like, like... What, what, what am I watching? I was thinking at the time. <laughs> is this Star Wars? George Lucas can do better than that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and he does really bad shit sometimes. And even like the Inquisitor lady, like they're, they're obviously trying to set her up to be like quite powerful. But like the first sequence we see of her when she's jumping across the rooftops. And yeah. Trying to do that old That's school. That's not Matrix good either. I was like, please stop this. This is absolutely painful. She sort of jumps up a wall. <laughs> and then just go straight back down again onto no the reason. same bit of wall. And you're like, yeah. Or did you just do that because you liked watching parkour? parkour. That, was that all that was? Just very strange. Yeah, no, I, I think all of your points are very, very fair. Um, it's <laughs> objectively, it, it can be very cringe. I think, yeah, the only reason I'm really enjoying it is you and McGregor, to be fair. I just love having them back. I don't really know what Hayden Christensen is doing there. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of just there. I don't know why they've got uh, him back because he's the, not... the more he spends time in it, probably the worse it'll get. <laughs> I mean, there's no he's not in the suit. There's no way he's in the suit. And James Earl Jones is doing the voice. So what is he doing exactly? He's there for hype. It's for the hype, man. He probably said, I'll come back, right? But I don't want there to be actually any things that I do that the fans can say are shit. I want to ride this one out, just being in it and it all just being uncommentable. That Darth Vader bit was shit. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It was me. James. Yeah, yeah, that was James. There's a man in a suit, that bit. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the, the Mandalorian stands as the best live action TV series still thus far. Oh, um, but I mean, massive, massive mile. I'm enjoying Obi Wan. It's fine, and yeah, Boba Fett is basically the Mandalorian. Anyway, half of it is anyway. Well, half of it is. So, yeah. yeah, I quite liked the original the bit at the beginning. It's, it's a slow burn, but it was just no. it was edited oh, well. No, it was no, 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 I'm not having it. <laughs> it was I'm not definitely a slow burn. I'll give you that. Not having it. No, not having slow burns in Star Wars, please. Just get. I was very interested in the Sand People's Tribe. It was fun. Oh my god. Oh, it so didn't make me want to throw shoes at the screen. I think Leia's fine as well. So let's just calm, calm your hate for Leia. All right, all right. All right little Leia. She's, she's, she's. I'm sure she's lovely. The little girl who plays her, but oh, I think it's not, more the writing that's the problem. Not good. Because, like you said, I like the Inquisitor's actress, but I think her lines are just a bit like on the nose, and I think they're a bit much. Um, but I don't think that's anything to do with her. I think it's just the writing in general for the series is not on yeah. the level that we expect. Aye. Well, there you go. There you go. Watch Kenobi, but don't. A little podcast <laughs> within a podcast. Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> Your name is so adaptable, man. Obi Wan Kenobi. Come on, that's what everyone's been yeah, calling me true. for years. Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah. I thought I'd love this show, but no. <laughs> yeah. Um, my recommendation was you should probably watch Obi Wan Kenobi. No. <laughs> um, um, I've been watching The Boys. 
Um, the brand new series has started on Amazon Prime. It remains the most batshit, demented, well-written, brilliantly deep, dark, and distressing show um, you could ever watch. Um, it just doesn't let up. You know, it went from zero to 100 in episode one in about 11 minutes. And I can't really talk about what happened uh, because you just have to see it for yourself. I remember the, 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 the creator of it said, it's the most insane thing you've ever seen on television before the episode was released. And I was like, well, if anyone's going to do it, it's the boys. But, you know, that's a, that's a bold claim. 11 minutes into the first episode of series three. And yeah, I, yeah, there's no way to really describe what happened. It's just purely horrific to a level, to a degree that you understand why streaming services exist because no, terrestrial tv channel would have accepted the boys um allowing them to do such things it was just utterly utterly fucking insane and it it's it, it puts its flag down you know the boys is the boys this is exactly what you get from this show and it's it's beyond anything that you anything else it's a it's a wonderful send-up of marvel and dc and corporations you know vor is something that's absolutely everywhere it's got theme parks it's got um it's got its own medicinal company. You know, Vought is just something that is taking over uh, the world of the boys. And it makes it so meta as well because it's such a, the boys is such a wonderful send up of superhero films, superhero TV shows that the way that it mocks it is, 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 is it's fascinating and it really keeps you interested. And the acting remains, you know, top notch. It's a wonderful series for character actors and it just continues to be great. There's three episodes now of episode of series three. Um, and then they go up, I think, every Friday or is it Wednesday? I don't know, one of the days. Um, so, yeah, if you've not yet seen The Boys, go and seek it out. Don't watch it with your parents. Don't watch it with your kids because they will be scarred for the rest of their existence. But it's, uh, yeah, it's phenomenal. And uh, it remains the most fun TV show, um, I think, that's currently out there because it knows exactly what it is and it plays it very, very well. And, yeah, it's definitely worth watching and checking out. Uh, so that's the boys. Uh, right then, let's get into Out This Week. And Out This Week, we've got another quiet one. But Lost Ruins is coming to Switch and PS4 on June the 6th, which is today to do recording it, so it's already out. Go check it out. Um, the Elder Scrolls Online High Isle also is out today. Um, that's on PC and Mac if you need yet another um, freaking expansion for The Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, June the 7th, we see Spellforce 3 Reforced coming to PS5 and Xbox Series. Um, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2 is coming to Switch, if you can stomach it after their version of the first one, which really wasn't that great. Uh, June 8th, The Cycle Frontier comes to PC, Square Keeper comes to PS4, PSC, uh, PSC, PC, uh, Tour de France 2022 comes to PS5 and PC and Xbox. Um, the biggest one, I suppose, this week will be The Quarry, which comes out on June the 10th, uh, PS5, PC, Xbox, all that good stuff. Um, currently being played by our very own Greg. Um, so look out for more on the quarry very, very soon over at fingerguns.net. And of course, Mario Strikers Battle League and the Mario football game is coming out on on June 10th, uh, which, yeah, I can't wait to play. I'm looking forward to that because uh, it's uh, it's a good time. It's a good time. This one looks like a lot of fun. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of uh, that's kind of your lot for this week. Uh, June the 14th, we see the Dominion. DLC for Jurassic World Evolution 2 coming out, which isn't too far away now. Good stuff. Um, 
yeah, it's kind of a quiet month. We got the Fall Guys re-release on June 21st. Um, of course, Sonic Origins, which is Sonic 1, 2, and 3, Knuckles, or the classic ones, uh, coming out on June 23rd. So I'm looking uh, looking forward to that. My God, just want some good Sonic in my life. So, um, so yeah, there you go. But that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much indeed for listening. If you do like what we do, of course, go to Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash fingerguns. For $1 a month, you can keep this podcast very live on its various podcasting services. Keep the website nice and shiny. If you do want to follow us, you can follow us absolutely everywhere. Just go to the link tree in the description below to find us in all the places. If you want to follow us on Twitter, at F-N-G-R-G-N-S. If you want to follow us individually, you can do that. Also, all of our handles are in the description below. But that's it. Thank you very much indeed for listening. We'll be back uh, midweek because we are going to be reacting to the Summer Game Fest on Thursday night. So look out for that. Two and a half hours with Jeff Keighley. Can we stomach it? Are we going to bitch about him on the podcast? Probably. More than likely. It's what we do best. But hopefully we'll see a nice load of shiny new games announced, some updates, and all that good stuff. Summer Game Fest. Here we go. The gaming season is truly upon us. Until then, it is goodbye from Toby Stranding. Sayonara. It is goodbye from Miles Samurai Riot. See you later. It is goodbye from Cat's Peril of Baking. Bye. And it's goodbye from me. I've been Roscoe. I didn't put a name. Keep uh, it me. It's goodbye from me. I've been Roscoe. We'll see you next time on the Finger Guns Podcast.